Thanks for joining us on the From Failure to Freedom podcast. We will discuss topics of struggles in the workplace, relationships, finances, health, and personal life. The points in time where we've been at our lows and the freedom to fail our way to success. We're all failing, steering our ship in the direction we think leads to land. Going head on into every storm life throws our way, this will be a journey unlike any other. We welcome you to join us as we dive deep into the open water that is our freedom. Join with me again for this episode three is Weston. Hey guys, our topic for today's podcast is work less. Oftentimes we get caught up in the rat race and that can be detrimental to our well-being. And part of working less is seizing your morning and making sure that you set aside a time for yourself. You owe you that time before you give it to anybody else or before you devote it to anything else. Whatever that looks like, it could be a cup of coffee in the morning, maybe a hot shower. For me, it's just sitting alone and gathering my thoughts, gathering my emotions, and preparing myself for what the day is about to bring. The union of yourself requires dues. And if you're not paying your dues to yourself, you're not doing your part to maintain your well-being. What I would say on that note is a lot of people get caught up in making sure they have that consistency of a paycheck, making sure that they go to work so they can earn that money to pay bills and just live their lives one thing that we fail to recognize is actually putting that time into ourselves. And it could be as simple as waking up a bit early to work on a project for yourself for maybe 30 minutes to an hour before work or taking time after you get off work and just going and enjoying yourself in an activity with friends. Maybe it's board games or maybe it's going to a movie, starting a new hobby. Maybe it's going to the park and taking a walk. A lot of people get caught up in the work that they do. And with that, one thing I would suggest, our first topic here, don't be a hero. A lot of people like to do extra tasks at the workplace for other people because they think they'll get recognized. They think that if they go out of their way to put in the extra work, they might get that raise or be more likable. But what you should really be doing is those extra tasks for yourself. Because you're there to build character for yourself. You're there to build a resume for yourself. If that job isn't something that you're going to turn into a career, you should constantly be thinking of ways to better yourself to get to that point. And I would add to that, that working more does not guarantee that you get more results. If anything, it makes you vulnerable to burnout. And it makes you stress more. Uh, you're less engaged outside of work. You can't get your mind off of work. You become a workaholic. And that's just extremely unhealthy and leads to problems with relationships. It leads to problems with your finances. You're working all this time, but you don't even have time to enjoy the fruits of your labor. One thing I would like to add to that, those are very good points. Most of us don't understand or don't stop to think what a job could do for your mental health. 
you may not have anxiety, you may not have depression, you may not struggle with any type of mental health, but what you do struggle with is stress at work. And that could manifest into something worse for yourself down the line. So understanding when you're struggling and taking steps to prevent reaching your breakpoint is very important. You should always have time to yourself where you can meditate. Or if you had a bad day, just think back. What things did I do right? What things did I do wrong? How can I have a better day tomorrow? And that's very important. Your work-life balance is something that I know personally for me has been out of whack more often than not. And Chris, I know you've had struggles with that as well, where it becomes a matter of you spend most of your time at work and you visit home every now and then. And you can't possibly gain freedom if you're stuck in that kind of rotation. So... I would really encourage you to examine what your work-life balance looks like, uh, know what your priorities are, and don't be afraid to have that tough discussion with your workplace on what you can do to do better. With that also, I found in my previous lines of work, when you put yourself out there, when you go above and beyond for an employer, when you do more than is asked of you, that's all very good things if you're doing it for yourself. But there will be people out there that take advantage of that. I was working a job where it should have just been an eight-hour shift, Monday through Friday, or maybe the days changed sometimes. I would work weekends, but I would always elect to come in an hour early just because the distance it took me to get to work, I had to show up early or I would always show up late, and I'm never one to want to show up late to anything. And so I would show up early. My employer at the time would say, hey, well, you're here already. Can you go ahead and just clock in and get started. And when I first started doing that, I didn't mind. And then it became a routine. He would expect me to clock in an hour early and I would work overnights. So that would be roughly eight or 9 PM. And it should have been until seven, I believe. But then he would come back in in the morning and say, Hey, can you stay a couple more hours while I get this done? And part of me was like, yeah, I'll do it. Because back then I thought, you know, the more hours I work, I'm going to end up getting overtime. That means I'll be making more money, and that's good for me. But what I failed to realize is over time, talking back on a point that you made, Weston, on burnout, I started saying no to clocking in early, and I started saying no to working overtime, and that became a problem with my employer. It's like, oh, well, you're not doing this thing for me anymore that I wanted you to do. And I had to start taking personal days. And personal days promote healthy relationships. It promotes personal health. It also promotes growth. So I think the point of that story is you should never want to feel like you're forced to put in extra time for companies, ideas, people that you don't believe in. That's a very good point. I think it's also important to mention that Burnout is not taken very seriously uh, by people who aren't experiencing it. Nobody knows just how bad it is for you. Uh, nobody knows exactly what's going on in your life outside of that work environment or that school environment, whichever you're in. And it's almost a form of disrespect that you receive if you do happen to mention it to people who are 
making an impact on your level of being burnt out. Being stretched beyond reason means that you are not having your efforts be utilized well. If you are coming in and you're running on fumes, there's no possible way you can give your very best because the definition of your very best is just going through the motions and getting by. So I would really encourage you to find ways to reduce stress. Don't be afraid to take those personal days time off. Uh, I found myself in modes of being a workaholic where I was seeking out opportunities to get more hours, make more money, just do more to make ends meet, to, to not have to live paycheck to paycheck. And those are all great things. And you can call it hard work ethic. You can call it whatever. But I feel like I did those things because that was a distraction from some of the other things going on in my life at the time. I think one thing to highlight there on what you just said is with the burnout, another thing that we may not consider at the time that it's happening is we're overworking ourselves. And if that becomes a common thing, eventually there could be accidents, there could be injuries, any number of things that when it's all said and done, to be completely honest with you, your employer doesn't care. They just care about you going and doing more work. But then when it comes time to have your back on something that happened, like maybe a, an injury on the job, I've seen it more often times than not that some employers just have no sympathy. One thing that that could also lead to is if you feel that you're working a job and you just don't have enough time to do what's being asked of you, that also doesn't mean that you should take it home with you. You should always leave your work at the workplace because that could be what leads to negative experiences outside the workplace. Then that will actually shadow you in your personal life. So when you're talking with people, it influences the way you speak. When you're spending time with people, it influences the way you do that. And it's almost like a snowball effect because you already have that taste of in your, in your mouth of, well... I didn't get everything I needed to have done in my workplace, so now I have to do it on my time. And that's just going to put you in a bad mood. That's going to make it to where you feel that you're even more of a prisoner. You're basically going home with shackles around your ankles that you're going to have to continue to finish what you started from your job. And that's not something anyone should have to do. And realize that it's not just okay to equalize the distribution of labor in, in your work environment, but it's healthy and it's necessary. I've been one to take on way more than what was expected of me, which also led my work to believe they could easily push more onto me because we are in crisis mode or chaos mode. And it's almost laughable to think back at those times because it was never as bad as what those terms make it sound like. You know, all hands on deck. We we all have to pull our weight. And I'm just sitting there like, I'm doing all this. You're just the only part you're playing here is telling me what to do. But I'm rolling up my sleeves and I'm getting the work done. And the strange thing was knowing that everybody involved in in that conversation, myself, my superior, whatever, 
they knew that I was the end result. I was going to be the one to do the work. So when it comes down to making sure that like your coworkers are pulling their weight, that's a very frustrating and uh, conflicting topic to bring up to your workplace. But you are not supposed to do it all. It's the reason you have coworkers. It's the reason you're part of a team. It's the reason I'm always hesitant to respond to any job posting, any work environment that uses the term rock star, because all that sounds to me, all that means to me is that they are going to take advantage of my work ethic. They're going to take advantage of the good qualities that I do bring to the table. And eventually I'm going to resent them (laughs) and I'm going to leave. One thing I would say, speaking about the terminology of we're looking for a rock star, we're looking for a team player, we're looking for, you know, whatever the case may be. Anytime I've seen a job posting that says anything in that form, I immediately exit it just because I may not know what their intentions are by saying that. But to me, it just sounds unprofessional. And it also seems like they're having trouble keeping people in the company. To me, it, it's kind of like it raises a red flag. And I may be overthinking that, but any job that I've ever seen that says we're looking for a rock star to join our team, it's in a line of work that people just don't want to do. It could be with customer service. It could be with tech support. It could be with cold calling. So that that's one thing that I would say is just be hesitant, especially if you're looking for new opportunities. And one thing I would also suggest is if you, if you have a new opportunity or you're working that job and you're having personal struggles at home, maybe with relationships, maybe internally, you're going to have to leave those personal matters at home. Because if you bring those to work with you, and I, I think Weston mentioned it in a previous episode, how you start your day is going to set the tone for the rest of the day, maybe even tomorrow. So I know it's a hard thing. It's easier said than done that if you're struggling with something, if, if there's an event happening in your life and it's all you can think about, it's all you can worry about. I understand it. It could be hard at times to just leave that at home, but you're going to thank yourself in the long run and you're going to save yourself a lot of time and mental health because people can notice when you bring that sort of the thing to work, people can notice when something is wrong. And if it's not something that you're prepared to deal with, with other people, that's another thing that I would say even more reason to leave it at home. I've had many jobs uh, that I view as stepping stones not as places where I wanted to stay for 30 years and retire and grab the pension. I've never desired that in, in my working life. But oftentimes what I get, even when I treat these places as stepping stones, is the feeling of being a commodity at some point. And part of this comes from the burnout, the working more, the being a workaholic, not taking time for yourself, not respecting yourself, not having good work-life balance. You do end up feeling like a commodity, like that. the only thing you're good for is production. And when we say work less, what we don't mean is necessarily 
how many days you go to the office. If you can manage that, we encourage that. That's fantastic. But if you can't manage that, at least start with adopting the 80-20 rule. And that 80-20 rule is knowing that 20% of your activities make up 80% of your results. And so you were working smarter, not harder. That, that goes hand in hand with working less. You have found solutions that work. You have implemented them and figured out what needs to be done. You practice it and you get it done. That kind of work also limits how much effort you have to put into being at the workplace just because you're required to. And that doesn't necessarily apply to the places where you get paid to be a warm body. But I would think that if you've listened to our podcast long enough, you would know that you need to have one of those transitions where it's like, I either am making a choice to be here and a choice to be miserable. Or I'm making a choice to be here and I'm making a choice to improve myself despite being here. One thing I would say as well is when you do find yourself having burnout with the job, for example, one thing I think a lot of people struggle with the most is finding strategies to be productive outside of work when your tank is empty from work. You know, finding keys to personal help and assistance to stay on track for your long-term goals is very important. And like we both said, there's going to be a lot of jobs that you go through that are temporary. A lot of jobs that they may be stepping stones to get you to higher points, higher value. But you should always keep in mind the long-term goal, what you're passionate about, what you choose to do for yourself. And over time, you're going to find ways on how you can accomplish those things. And I've said it before, but going into just making a list of steps you can take to get to that point. A lot of people say, this is what I want my end result to be. And then you ask them, okay, so what steps are you taking to get to that end result? A lot of them look at you with a blank stare. They don't know what the steps are. So for that, that I mean, that would be a good strategy is just knowing what your steps are to get to the point of staying on track for your long-term goals. And I think if you don't drag your feet when you go into work, knowing that it's going to be a long day, again, that's part of the mindset that we stress about retraining and revisualizing how you go about your day. If you don't drag your feet and you're excited, you're engaged, mentally, you feel like the day has just flown by. We've all had those days where you're like, I got a lot done. It was rewarding. And I'm not miserable. Like, this was actually a really good day versus those days where I didn't want to do this and I was late and I was rushed and just negative after negative after negative. Those days are long and arduous and awful. So we stress that you you come in and make your intentions clear. If we've said it once, we've said it a thousand times. Make your intentions clear. It's also a good idea to understand what the benefits to working less are, as well as the struggles. So a couple of the benefits that I can think of off the top of my head is you might have more time to develop more meaningful quality relationships with people. You might have more time to experience new things. And most importantly, 
you have that time that you can be spending working for yourself, working on your future. Obviously, there are some struggles from working for less. And I don't mean less money or less time specifically, but those are a couple of points that we could go into. If you're working less, you might not be compensated as much. You might not have those health benefits that you have working full-time at a company. And those are, those are some drawbacks for sure. Those are things that you should definitely be thinking about. But it, it, it's all about balance. There's always a scale. You take something off of one side of the scale, it's going to go down and the other side is going to go up. And then if you take some off of the other side, it's the complete opposite. Until you find some kind of a balance on that scale, that's where the importance of work to personal life balance comes into play. I also think it's important to take your vacation time. As much as your workplace would rather you not, as much as it doesn't seem like the right time, you earned that. You deserve that. And I think when you take that vacation time, take it intentionally. Go somewhere you've never been. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be extravagant. But do it intentionally as well. Go see a part of your city that you've never seen before. Go meet up with a friend and enjoy quality time that you normally wouldn't have. Travel abroad. Do what you need to do. Do what you want to do. But don't just sit at home flip on the TV and throw a frozen pizza in the microwave and call that a vacation because it's not. And that time too will come to an end. And I would rather look back and look at the short amount of time I gave myself to really dive into my personal temporary freedom and say that that was time well spent versus doing what I would do any other normal routine zero day weekend. I'm actually glad you brought that up because I I think about an example of earlier this year when we were planning a trip to the coast. We were planning on taking a few days to go to the beach. There was a beach house involved right on the beach where it had a phenomenal view. You know, it didn't always, it it doesn't always happen the way you, you really want it to. You could plan something until the sun goes down. There might always be opposition that you're, faced with that you have to come up with solutions for in the back of your mind also there might be that little voice that's telling you don't don't do this you have this time you could do whatever you'd like to do you could go like you said you could travel abroad or maybe you could take a trip to the coast but let's just do things that we're familiar with let's do things that we already know how to do and everybody has that voice it may not come up every single time you're experiencing something but it does come up and being able to suppress that when you know the end result is going to be better for you i had that voice when i wanted to take that beach trip i said you know it's going to cost this much i could just stay home do something else but you know what when i actually said no and i made it a point to go and do it i came home i had a great time It was time I needed. It was meditation time. It was discovering something new about myself. And so what I'm trying to say with this is don't be afraid of new opportunities. Taking more time for yourself to see what's out there. Because as it stands, you're on an island, right? The whole point of this podcast is just to set sail for new pursuits. 
And my final piece of advice for this podcast, it kind of sums up and allows you to continue doing everything we've discussed today, is put as much intention into your day, but also put it into your sleep. Being on a steady and routine sleep schedule not only gives you the energy to maintain seizing the morning and working less and your work-life balance, but it adds balance elsewhere in your life that you may not have. It increases your health, it increases your mood, it increases the benefit that you bring to your life. So be sure to get your eight hours a day and stay on with it. With that also, I just want to say that regardless of your work, regardless of your income, find a healthy balance for you. and Notice changes happening in your life. They could be welcoming or passing. We'd like to thank you for joining us today with this episode of the Failure to Freedom podcast. Remember, we deliver weekly episodes to our website and other streaming platforms such as Spotify and Apple iTunes. If you have ideas or topics you'd like us to discuss, or if you'd even like to be a guest on our podcast, sign up for our email newsletter on our website. www.failtosale.com It's been a pleasure. And until next time, happy sailing.